The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were accustomed to fast. People came to Jesus and objected. Why do the disciples of John and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak. If he does, its fullness pulls away. The new from the old and the tear gets worse. Likewise, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the skins are ruined. Rather, new wine is poured into fresh wineskins. The Gospel of the Lord. I never got this passage. It always confused me. I, I didn't understand the whole point of wineskins and what the deal was about that. Even if, even trying to relate that as an analogy to us, like, why can't I, who, as a sinner, you know, I go to confession, I do these things, I'm made clean, you know, why can't I just like more be poured into me? And in one sense, you, we, in that regard, in that reality, that example. What does confession do? It makes us new, so therefore we're a new wineskin every time. But when it really started to make sense is when I started to understand bourbon. For bourbon to be authentically called bourbon, legally, it must be cast in a new, non-ever-used uh, casket, or a cask, not a casket, that'd be weird. So, so the, the bourbon is put into a brand new, never used uh, cask because you don't want to have anything of the old to taint it. In the same sense, sure, you could use an old wineskin, you could, you could put a patch on the clothes, but it's been tainted. And, and the Lord wants to do something new, he wants to do something extravagant. It goes back to the example of confession. What does that do for us every time it makes us pure it cleans us it renews us it fresh it refreshes us so when jesus is talking about this, he's saying he's doing two things here one he's uh highlighting the fact that he is the new part of the new covenant the new testament he's the new but also um, he doesn't just want people living in the old anymore he wants them to to recognize their worth and their value of you know there's something worth getting that new wineskin of putting, like, if it's tattered and old, like, to, to get rid of it, it's, it's, it's used its purpose. But it, it also highlights the first part of the gospel when they're talking about the fasting. Yeah, we don't fast during celebratory seasons. We feast. We, we rejoice. We, we go big. But there are times to fast. And so he's, again, pushing the reality on the people around him, I'm God. <laughs> I'm here. Like, we party now. I'm going to leave, and then we will stop because I'll be gone. But I'll be back. Uh, so that's, those are kind of two of the main points here. It's like understanding we are made new through confession, which is so good and so beautiful and so, so grateful for that. 
But the reason we don't want to put the, the new stuff in the old is because it, it taints it. it. It has that lingering old effect. So I guess I have to thank my fascination on bourbon for that one. The other reality of what is going on today in the world, at least in the United States, is we celebrate Martin Luther King Day. I didn't know it was Martin Luther King Day until someone told me that the mail wasn't coming today. And I thought, why is the mail not coming today? Because apparently it's a public holiday. I was like, well, it doesn't affect the church, so I don't know. But it, when I was in college at St. Francis, this day was never just a day off. We always called it a day on. And so every group, every organization, athletics, extracurriculars, whatever it was, it was a day of service. Every group was called to give some type of service today. And in, in one regard, we can think of our own lives of, of a life of service. Martin Luther King Jr., he, he did so much good for our country. And, and the, the mass parts for the, for the day are uh, from uh, to, pr to promote peace and justice. That's where the mass parts are coming from. You think about this, he's, he was trying to rid the, the United States of America in the 1960s from racial discrimination, right? That was 60 years ago. It's, it's not that long ago in the scheme of the world. And you think about, okay, like racial discrimination, all of its flaws, all of its errors. The Israelites... The Jews, you know, they've always faced some type of slavery, enslavement even. But I, I would argue, what is still needs to be eradicated today? It's not just racial things anymore. Like, we have an enslavement to technology. We have an enslavement to disordered sins. We have an enslavement to the worldly culture. What ends enslavement is newness. And those old ways, those old wineskins have to be gotten rid of in order for the new wineskins, the new truths to be lived out. In our own lives, we probably are enslaved by something. We've allowed our souls to be enslaved by something. And we want there to be that freedom. We want there to be that separation. So for us to, to ponder today two things. First, what is something maybe I find myself enslaved to? Whether that be, again, technology, social media, uh, it could be uh, habits that we have, it could be uh, sins that we struggle with. What's, what's something I, I'm enslaved by? That's the first. And then the second is to recognize that through confession, I'm made new. And so I promote confession often, but once again, there's a, a point where thinking like, yeah, there's some stuff that needs to be refreshed and renewed. Maybe it's time to go. Maybe it's an encouragement we can offer to someone else. Again, going off of this past weekend, testimony. How do I offer testimony to my friends, my family, my, my peers to say, hey, this is where I've been. This is what changed me. This is where I am now. But the newness that God has in store for us is, is the final part. So I guess I have three. Find the enslavement, acknowledge confession as the gift to, to free us from that, and then what's the new part? So once I am no longer enslaved, what is the Lord giving me freedom to go and do? What's the freedom now that I have to offer uh, to him or to others? So three contemplations. What's in, what am I enslaved by? How will confession free me from that? When should I go? 
And then what is the freedom I have available to me to, to go and make something new, to do something new?